Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hello, and welcome back, my friend. How are you doing today? I have to tell you, I think we might get a little emotional on today's episode <laughs> because I just finished, excuse me, I can't even talk. I just finished watching It's a Sin on HBO. I highly recommend you watch it. It deals with, it's it's a um like a drama about a group of 20-year-olds during the 1980s in the AIDS pandemic. And so everyone in the um, in the story is in the LGBTQIA plus community. And just getting a true kind of unfiltered look at the lives um, of these people and what it was like perhaps to be alive during that time and in your um, prime years, so to speak. Um, and just the the fears and everything that were so very much alive in, you know, in, when the world was figuring out what is AIDS and what is what is happening here. Um, I find it, found it really helpful uh, to educate myself because I hadn't really... I guess I I have known like some of the surface level of history, but not to this detail in the the do, not documentary, but the TV series. It's a limited five episode series, but it really brings the emotions and the um yeah, it brings the emotions to life. You really feel like you're there, experience it, experiencing it with them. And I have to say, I bawled my eyes out on several occasions, but particularly in the end. And, uh, there is a beauty though, to the way it ended. I'm not going to give it away to you, but, um, I'm really, I'm, I'm thankful for it. And I think it was a fantastic project. I'm glad it's being done. And it's what sparked me knowing that today's topic has to be about shame. <laughs> I'm going to try not to get choked up as I say it. Okay. So for many of us, um, I'll, I'll share my experience because I think many of you can relate. I grew up in a household that was very opposed to homosexuality and uh, taught that it was a very evil and shameful thing. And I truly, to my core, believed there had to be something wrong with me. And what's the word for that? Shame, right? Shame is a belief that something is wrong with me as a person. Fun, something is fundamentally flawed with me. And in one of the scenes, a character points out to the mother of someone uh, who passes away because of AIDS. The mother keeps saying, it's not my fault, it's not my fault. And this character says, no. It very much is your fault because 
what I see is a loveless household. And you are the reason he felt so much shame about who he was. And because of that shame, he went out and sought affection and attention through risky sex over and over and over, even once he knew he had a diagnosis. You are very much at fault here. And that scene was just so powerful to me to, to really see so clearly and vividly the effects of shame. And it relates so strongly to my own story. Um, I'm not HIV positive, but I have, <laughs> I have risked it many times in the sense that I have been very um, risky in my behavior and I didn't care. And I'm going to be honest about that. I didn't care. And for me, it was a way of seeking what I desperately, desperately wanted. And that was to feel loved and seen and valued. And many of us in the queer community can relate to this through our experiences of childhood, not having been given a safe place to express our identity and who we are. And so maybe for you, it wasn't sex. Maybe it was something else. And I'm not blaming sex to say like all like, <laughs> you know, uh, being open with your sex or sex positive is um, a negative thing or has to be something that's from shame or from trauma. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that my reason was shame. And there are many other things that we do out of shame. I know a few more for me were overworking. I mean, to a point, and I'll share more of this story later, but at the darkest part of my depression, I was working a full-time job plus a commute plus working out three hours a day, one in the morning, two in the evening, plus working out, or sorry, plus working at least four hours every evening on my fitness coaching business that I was building at the time. And I slept only about four hours a night on the regular because I was so desperate to just feel validated. And I was using work and helping other people, which is a very noble and nice thing, but I was using helping other people, I was using people-pleasing, was using these other things in order to find my value or my worth. I was doing these things to try to find some reason why I, I existed. So if you relate to that, I love you, and I'm all here for it. Let's talk about it today. Shame has us doing some really terrible things. It has us not valuing 
our own life. And so we often get caught up doing other things, like I pointed out, things that I did, in order to fill that hole. Because as humans, we do have a fundamental need to feel like we belong and that we matter. And when we can't meet that need ourselves, and we're not finding it through anything, or sorry, when we can't meet it ourselves, <laughs> what I mean to say is when we can't meet it ourselves, we go and seek it externally. And so we engage in things like highly risky sex. We drink so we can not feel. We hop around to jobs hoping the next one will make us feel more fulfilled only to find we still feel empty. We work out an excessive amount in order to try to perfect our bodies. Or we try to use food, lots of it, to try to ignore and wash away the pain at least for a moment. We use entertainment. We use going to the clubs. We use our friends to distract us for as much of our existence as possible from these beliefs that we are simply nothing. And so there's three fundamental beliefs that I want to talk with you about today that have helped me overcome shame. And I still deal with shame today, absolutely, and every human does. But these three things, I think, are very important for us to be talking about within the queer community because I see them as a very common thread between us as far as our shame relates to our sexual or gender identities. And the first belief is, I am enough. Now, if you've heard my story before, you already know this. I attempted suicide in 2017. And a friend brought me a bracelet in the hospital. And this, this bracelet on it, it was one of those little washer bracelets, you know, with the words stamped into it. And on the bracelet, it said, I am enough. And when I read that, my first thought was, that is such a Disney Channel bullshit thing. <laughs> Just love yourself. I've been trying to fucking love myself my whole life, and I don't understand how. What do other people have that I don't have? Made no sense. After going to recovery to um, a facility, an inpatient facility, where I was helped by doctors and nurses there to get back on my feet, at least get stable enough to go home, and then continue very focused and um, regimented therapy that was so helpful. Uh, that phrase haunted me, and I couldn't figure out why. And I kept thinking about it and thinking, does anyone actually believe that? If they do, how? 
what would that even feel like to believe I am enough? And so I started talking with my therapist about it. And what we discovered was from a very young age, and I believe this has a lot to do with, well, not I believe, (laughs) I'm certain that it has a lot to do with the religious beliefs I grew up with. And that was that humans are just trash, we're garbage, and we need a savior. And while I'm not going to get into any kind of argument about religion or anything today, I do want to at least talk about this idea that something with us is flawed and wrong and unlovable. And so I had this impression that I am not enough. And what my therapist had pointed out to me at the time was, you know, hey, Alex, if you believe in Jesus and you believe that you are not enough because he had to come die for you, why do you believe that? And she suggested to me, what if the opposite is actually true? What if you are so valuable, so enough that you're worth dying for? And that hit me hard. I had never thought of that before. And for those of you who didn't have an experience growing up in um, a church or anything or um, want a different illustration for any reason, I'm right on board with you. Let's, Let's talk about another way that we know this to be true. And this is something I think we can all relate to in that little infants, little babies, They don't do shit. Well, actually they do. They do only do shit. (laughs) Right? They only scream and poop. They make noises and smells. They do nothing of value for other people. They don't help anyone. They haven't gone to college and gotten a fancy degree yet. They don't have a nice job that's making lots of money. They don't have a house or a family or any of these things that societally we call important. And yet we fundamentally know that these little humans are totally enough, totally lovable. And so I want to leave you with that first thought today. That to your core, the truth is you are enough. Because your enoughness does not depend on what you do in any way, shape, or form. The second one is I am worthy. Worthy of love. And... One of the shifts that helped me so much in understanding worthiness of love, like lovability, if you will, is that love depends on the lover. Just like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I happen to love 
the movie Inception. It's one of my favorites. I like it because it has just this intricate plot detail that at the end, I'm not even sure how it concludes. I love that it leaves me confused. I love that it's thrilling. I love that it's a mind bender. But I know other people that don't like it. They think it's a obnoxious movie, terrible movie, whatever. And what I want to point out to you is that the movie in itself is totally neutral. And I love it based on my own thoughts about it. Other people hate it because of their own thoughts about it. In itself, the movie is 100% worthy of love. It's 100% lovable. Its lovability or (laughs) my ability to love it is determined by me, not by the movie itself. And the same is true of humans. And no, we are much more important (laughs) and much more enough and much more valuable than a movie. But perhaps your parents or an old friend you had that's rejected you. Their ability to see your worth, their ability to love you, is not dependent on you. It's dependent on them and their own thoughts, their own beliefs. And I wish I could reach out and change them for you. But we don't need to. Because you already are a hundred percent worthy of love as you are. Again, not by anything that you could do, but simply because of who you already are. And that's exactly the kind of love that you want to be opening yourself up to receiving. And you can only receive this type of deep, true love when you are first giving it to yourself. When you're not trying to change or adapt yourself to be more likable to other people or more likable to yourself Because all you're doing is sort of manipulating and tricking this outward appearance of who you are in order to try to manipulate other people's opinions of you. It would be like me taking that movie and chopping it up into only a few little parts to try to present it to somebody and saying, here, do you like it now? Let me just go replace the whole movie with something else. Do you like it now? But then I wouldn't enjoy it. I love it for exactly what it is. So how can you decide today that you love you for exactly who you are and allow other people to also do the same?
The third is I am safe. And as you went through the first three steps, or not first three steps, they are the three steps, the first three episodes of this podcast, which are the three steps to confidence, one of the main things I wanted to help teach you is how to feel safe with yourself, particularly in that step of having your own back, right? What you're doing is you're creating a sense of safety without needing to change other people. Now, there's definitely a time and place for changing who you are around, that's for sure. (laughs) But we can't change individuals themselves. So your safety has to be able to be something you create internally. And that's confidence. Remember, confidence is the ability to create your own calm. And when you feel calm, you feel safe. When you feel safe, you feel calm. You're creating your own safety within any type of uncertain circumstance. When you are allowing the discomfort, you are reminding yourself that you've got you. It's okay to feel uncomfortable because you are going to be safe through it. You are taking action that's towards it because you're reminding yourself, hey, it's safe. I'm here with you. I'm on the path with you. I've got you. And then you are having your own back. Hey, there is conflict. We are going to disagree. Somebody's not going to like it. And you know what? I'm not going to let that change me. And I'm going to hear it and listen to it and take what I want, toss away the rest, because I know that ultimately I'm here to show up for myself. And I'm safe because I always listen. I listen and I respect my inner voice. And I honor me. And when I do that, I can also honor others so much better. My friend, in order to overcome your shame, this belief that something at your core is wrong with you, you've got to stop avoiding yourself. Stop running, stop hiding, stop buffering away pain. Stop pushing it into the closet. What a perfect metaphor, right? (laughs) Because as we pile our emotions and our feelings and our true desires and thoughts and beliefs, as we pile those in the corner and try to ignore them, they don't go away. They grow bigger. And in return, they end up retaliating in our life in the form of shame. Because anything in the dark, it just grows like a mold. 
And when we shed light on it, when we let it out, when we express it, when we talk about it, when we work through it, it doesn't feel so bad. And we feel way more powerful and enabled and capable because we are. So take these three truths today. Say them out loud with me. I am enough. I am worthy. I am safe. I am enough. I am worthy of love. I am safe. I am enough. I am worthy of love. I am safe. All right, my friends. So this is a deep, heavy topic. Thank you for hanging in there with me today. I'm so honored. I'll see you again on next week's episode. Have a phenomenal week. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you. 